This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, it is that time of year, almost the end of April, which means taxes are likely on the minds of many people. If you thought this was the year that you would sit down and read the Income Tax Act, well... You're almost out of time to do that as well. Aaron Woodrick is the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayer Federation, and he is joining us now to talk a bit more about this, something he has written about as well. Aaron, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you think, uh, have you read the whole Income Tax Act? <laughs> no, I have not, Jill, and it is a bit tongue-in-cheek to point it out. <laughs> you know, we highlight the fact that it's more than a million words now, 3,000 pages, uh, we calculate that as about 60 hours to read the whole thing, um, just to highlight the absurdity of how complex our tax system has become. Uh, you know, of course, we have to pay taxes. Uh, you know, we, some of us do it begrudgingly, but I don't think any of us dispute it's necessary. But I think it's a fair question as to whether or not we have to have a system that is so complicated that it's really impossible for the average person to even have the, the, the beginning of understanding of how the whole system works top to bottom. No, exactly. And uh, I mean, many people, if they do, if you do your own taxes, a lot of people use the the programs and such, because even reading the tax forms can be a bit onerous, let alone the one million plus words of the Income Tax Act. Well, exactly. And I think it is problematic when we've reached a point where the average citizen, it would be madness to attempt to do your taxes without either professional help or professional software. You know, I, I talk about tax for a living. I would never dare to try and do my own taxes. Um, I rely on, on the, the advice of experts and, and software because it's just too complicated for any one individual to navigate. And what is it then when you talk about it, and you did write, and again, a bit tongue-in-cheek, because you also compare the Tax Act, the Income Tax Act, with the entire seven-book Harry Potter series, that it's around the same length, probably not quite as compelling as the Harry Potter series. But what keeps getting added to it? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is that new complexities are added, but old ones are not taken out. And so, uh, you know, sometimes this is in the form of different types of credits, different types of deductions, um, you know, new things are added in, uh, but old things are left there, and they're left there for a very long time. And I think, you know, it is time to sort of do a top-to-bottom rethink. We're always going to have this debate in society about what the right amount of tax needs to be, but I think we can all agree whatever that amount is, we should try and get it in the simplest way possible. I often went to people, I worked in Hong Kong for a few years, uh, and most people, they don't believe me when I tell them doing your taxes there involves, it's a, it's a two-page form, Jill, and you simply put in how much money you've made, and it uh, deducts by a certain percentage, and that's how much tax you pay. It's a very 15-minute process, and yet most people here just take for granted that it's a very, very complicated thing to pay your taxes. And also something that it's not just a, a once-a-year thing. You've got to worry about, uh, depending on whether you're self-employed or how your work life is, uh, keeping receipts, keeping track of things. It can be a very time-consuming task. It is. That's the other point to make is we talk about the administration burden. And uh, this is something that has sort of come to light recently. There's a lot of concern about people who are avoiding or evading taxes. Well, Part of the reason they're able to do that, Jill, is there are so many loopholes in the system that it becomes easy to exploit them. And frankly, the only people who can find them and afford to exploit them are people with the resources to do so. So if you want to crack down on that, rather than sort of having Canada Revenue Agency playing whack-a-mole with these types of loopholes, it's to get rid of a lot of them. Just clear out the whole code, make it fair and clear and simple for everybody. Uh, But do you think there's any possibility of that happening? 
You know, hope always springs eternal. I, I had hoped last year with the discussion around the small business tax changes that the government might go even broader. Uh, you know, I think the problem they had politically was they picked on small business when really they should have been looking at everything and everyone that had been taxed. I think they might have actually had more buy-in. So uh, do I think politically it's likely? Uh, not really, because it is uh, perhaps a thankless task. But I do think it's something that will continue to flag because, uh, you know, a million words to do your taxes is, is really not reasonable. It also raises the question as well, when we hire professionals and people to do the taxes for us that we trust to get us the best refund we can or to make sure and get us, you know, do do the best job. Are we really expecting that the experts have also sat down for the 61 hours that you calculated it would take to read this thing? Yeah, I don't know many experts themselves want to even subject themselves to that. I mean, I, I certainly don't doubt their expertise and, and familiarity. And remember, some of these people have been doing their job for decades. So they, they have, uh, you know, a high level of expertise. But I look at it actually a different way is that we're actually wasting, uh, we're wasting a very valuable resource in these very intelligent, smart people are being forced to to navigate, uh, you know, a ridiculous tax system when they, they could be doing something else in society. Their talents and skills could be used for a far more useful purpose uh, rather than just trying to decipher, you know, uh, a tax code the size of the Harry Potter book series. <laughs> you, you raise an interesting point, too, because when we did see the attempt at tax reform, and you mentioned small businesses, it turned out or at least started out as an attack, as though all small businesses were people who were just hiding their money and they were getting rich off these businesses, which in many cases couldn't be further from the truth. So if that's how our government goes about tax reform, that's problematic. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, the problem is that the, it, there are things in our tax code where, you know, different, uh, different groups, different industries uh, are treated differently uh, for a bunch of different reasons. And I think it, it comes down to a question of fairness. If there are people who get a special perk in the tax code now, they're going to be very mad about it being taken away. But I think if Governments can say, look, we're just going to take everything out and lower taxes for everyone. I think that you can make a case that uh, that is a lot better in the long run. And frankly, you, you might even be better off just on the compliance costs of not having to chase down and, and you know, have uh, CRA auditors figuring out whether people are breaking the rules or not. And exactly, simplifying it, uh, doing a flat tax, you're right. Imagine the amount of time that that would free up for people, the professionals that are doing taxes and uh, the ripple effect on many other people as well. As well, I mean, you look at our our, our uh, justice system. I mean, a lot of people, anyone who's had to go to court to, to fight with CRA, there's a lot of money wasted there, both from individuals' pockets and taxpayers. We're paying, you know, CRA lawyers to to fight these cases. So I think there are a lot of upsides here. It's not the sexiest topic, I grant that, but you know, this time of year, uh, you know, given people's frustration navigating the tax code, we think it's a you know a handy time to flag it. All right, Aaron, good to chat with you. Do you know where, say somebody did want to read the Income Tax Act, where would they even get it? You can down, you can download it online. I, I think you'd probably be killing a lot of trees <laughs> if you tried to print the whole yeah. thing out. But you can find it online at Laws of Canada. All right, uh, probably not a lot of people doing that, but there you go. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Great to chat with you again. Thanks a lot, Jill. That is Aaron Woodrick. He is the federal director at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And yes, he had worked it out. The average reader, it would take you 61 hours to read the Income Tax Act in our country. That's three hours and 27 minutes, according to Aaron, longer than it would have taken you last year. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, 
HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.